Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. Recording this on our living room today, so we're really glad that you could all join us. Come and sit down on the sofa, have a cup of tea, and let's have a chat. So, what are we going to talk about today? Well, I've been introduced to a new and interesting term recently. So we've all heard of clickbait. So I've just discovered rage bait, which I didn't know was a thing, or at least not a term, until very recently. Of course, you've seen it around for ages. Uh, Tucker Carlson comes to mind doing these outraged monologues, getting more and more furious about some piece of fluff and encouraging us all to come along with him into the rage zone. But I suppose that now that the I've realised that there's actually a name for this, it's made me think about it a bit deeper. I mean, for me personally, listening to somebody give me information on the radio or TV about a particular thing in a really shrill and enraged way where they just repeat the same thing and go on and on and on in this spiral of hate, <laughs> uh, it, it wouldn't really turn me on, to be honest with you. So, in fact, I find that really repellent, even when I'm listening to, to somebody who I respect talking about something that I also feel passionately about. If, they, if they're too shrill and angry and flailing around, it's like it's... I kind of don't really want to be listening to them. So I'm quite interested in this phenomenon of how... It's not the information or maybe even the particular presenter, but the rage itself that is the bait for people. And I suppose what they're getting here is is if somebody is telling you something with this righteous indignation on it, 100%, mm. you tend to believe that what they're saying is true presented in this highly hyper passionate way yeah and maybe that's the thing they're getting out of it that they they believe that this this is the truth because simply the way that it's presented and i I would say i mean we've talked quite a lot recently about our sort of comportment individual comportment to information that we're presented with because there's so much misinformation and deceit around these days so it's it's quite a minefield but of one of the big tricks that is used on us all the time is is just emotional manipulation so we're more likely to believe that it's true i can see why uh why it's it's so popular but as i said it's like the the fact that the rage is the bait is a, mm. definitely a phenomenon worth talking about. And what I just wanted to ask Pete, because he's the one who sacrifices himself every morning and, and listens to the now completely awful Radio 4. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I was just wondering, because um, if, if you'd noticed any anything like that happening on the, on the, the, the kind of mm. the, the awful kind of bleh, spew that comes out of their mouths every morning. Yeah, but they, yeah, they operate with a different paradigm, you know. Um are we a bit more like stiff upper lip but still enraged here in Britain? Uh, oh, oh, oh we, 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 as a people, um, if you can generalise, certainly a lot of people are de- deeply enraged, I would say. It's, my, it's an estimation, um, you know, based on living in, in, in a small and unusual seaside town. <laughs> Do you think it's a bit like the rage inside me recognises the rage inside you? 
sort of situation. Yeah, it is clickbait, and it does draw crowds, and and therefore advertising revenue, and you know, and and plays into the attention economy economy in a very kind of cynical and. Um, but potent why well, that's, now, a, that's a good term the attention economy oh yeah it's a known it's, oh yeah there's another thing I've learned today uh, the attention yeah, economy yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's a, a known thing you know um, and this is this is why your data is the, is valuable you know it's because from your data uh, some AI over in Silicon Valley somewhere or perhaps distributed across the entire internet can work out uh, what kind of bait you're likely to take. That can tell if you're a rage baiter or that you want something softer or you want wooing or you want put into sleep or whatever it is that you want. Yeah. And I suppose that would be the basis for the, um, uh, the, the more modern... Uh, methods of manipulation which seem from what I can see the thinking is or forget psychoanalysis and Bernays and the direction that the advertising industry took at the same time that surrealism developed out of psychoanalysis I mean Bernays's main point was that there is an unconscious mind which which does things which acts as a kind of agent uh, uh, quite indep- independently or semi-independently, we'd say, from the, the ego, you know, which is the person's con- the, the person's conscious will. You know, they have other wills inside themselves. This is Freud's great insight, you know, uh, and, uh, and and there is conflict in people as a result, you know, between, you know, they quite like to live in a civilized society, but they would like to shag anything that moves all at the same time. That's, yeah. You know, and this was a great, a great, a great insight. Or it was a, a an underscoring of an insight that had been around a long time anyway. But it, was, it came into the fore culturally, and surrealism developed at the same time as the advertising industry de- developed with a modus operandi of appealing to these dark unconscious desires. And Bernays was able to con- uh, convince uh, whole generations of women that smoking was was sexy and attractive, you know, uh, at the behest of the tobacco industry and made them lots and lots of money and give lots and lots of people lung cancer. And, uh, you know, but was was able to do that through uh, a manipulation based on the idea that there is an unconscious mind that we can speak to in subtle ways. That kind of change, I would say. So with Cambridge Analytica, looking at how they persuaded people, what their persuasive methods are. I mean, and their persuasive methods are to do more with with a behavioural approach. And the behavioural approach is 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 to is to just over large statistical samples uh, to to figure out. How, how to elicit cert- certain behaviour from people by, by, tr- by pressing certain triggers. Now, there is still, this, this is a kind of a modified behaviourism. Uh, traditional behaviourism says there is no unconscious mind, there is no interiority of a human being. All that we know, if there is, we don't know anything about it. Right? All we know, all we know is behaviour because we can observe and measure that. And so all the attempts at, mani- at manipulation of populations... Uh, shifted from psychoanalytical methods over time to arrive at the Cambridge Analytica position, which is a slightly hybrid position, because it does recognise types, it does recognise that people can be triggered into behaviour that, that, that might not be what they consciously imagine 
they would like to do, or, or you know, or it can make people behave out of character, even perhaps. Apparently, so it's not. It's not. It's not as as hard in its commitment to denying any kind of interior reality to human beings as something significant because unmeasurable and unknowable, and therefore psychoanalysis is unscientific. So, as opposed to coming from that angle, they're coming from the angle of how, how can we get a whole mass of population so, uh, in significant numbers not to vote for such and such a party, so that the other party will win the election. So it's all, it's all based on behaviour, and it's based on, on, on predictions of behaviour, which are based on large statistical samples, which show that if you do X, Y will happen. So it's, it's kind of more scientific in the empirical sense of looking at what we can observe and measure and count. That's why data is so important on this thing, because what they did with the data was classify people into types you know, ocean, the ocean typography, and this, this, this you might be able to do. Uh, this is something I think that you wouldn't possibly, oh, I don't know whether you would. You know, anyway, it's to classify people into types, the ocean system. And, um, and then identify a person's type from the data that's collected by social media uh, and, and interaction with the internet in general. And and to use and, and to use this this behaviourist methodology to to um, give the appropriate nudges paid for by the advertiser who might be a political party or a political campaigner, right? Or or a TV a TV channel a cable a cable channel or something like that. So they can manipulate you through an identification of your type through the data that they've collected and then know which script to put in your Facebook feed or in your, your Twitter feed or whatever. You know. So there are types, you know, there's the 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 the, the upset here. and, and it, this it does kind of work over big statistical uh, um Big, big sample sizes. It kind of works. I mean, Cambridge Analytica had a, a, quite a good record at determining the outcomes of elections in certain sort of what we would loosely call the global south. Very good, good results. You know, and uh, and I suppose within that there is an angry type. You know, there is there is there is a kind of stimulus that you can deliver to a certain type. And that stimulus needs to be in the form of something angry or quasi-angry or performatively angry, which will trigger a certain type and not another type. Now, you're obviously not one of don't belong in that type. Now, there must be another type that Radio 4 addresses, just to get back to them, which is the type that likes um, bland, pseudo-neutral... Pseudo, pseudo balanced, pseudo objective, delivered in a bland, poshish kind of a voice. You can have a little bit of a regional accent now, but in a very emotionally even handed kind of way, to the point of being bland. They pretend to be simpletons, and they're not. Uh, and they're not very, they're not very intellectually gifted. Any of them, any of the presenters at all. That's just that's been, so polite. That is being, that's me. That's me. That's me. <laughs> using their method they're well educated and privileged but not very smart um, 
they also earn a lot of money for what they do, and they earn six figures for doing that bollocks, you know. And that 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 irritates me more than than I don't know Alex Jones. It's it's just it's just insane. It's turning off. It's, you know, it's just insane. You laugh and think, oh my god, you know. And then you get a bit of Schadenfreude because somebody sued him for a few billion successfully. <laughs> Because yeah. he's because lawyers are, are kind of the, the 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 truth of what is being put out there is complete by now completely immaterial. The truth of falsehood. It's down to the uh, it's down to getting the right emotion to trigger the right crowd. And all, all that right wing uh, uh, um, hate bait and and rage bait is it, just to a type of person that for whatever reason has landed up in life. As somebody who's, who can be motivated, geared into action, or at least engaged, have their attention engaged by rage and anger and pseudo-anger and performances that look angry, and violence. And there is a large swathe of people who, who, who are so constituted. I mean, it strikes me, and I don't think anybody that, that, that grew up in a state of nature, inverted commas, you know, or, or that wasn't sort of fed particular educational... <laughs> and, uh, and hadn't been subjected to certain patterns of child reading would end up in that place strikes me as quite improbable because it's not very nice you know but they like it and when you say well why do they like it why do, why do people like it I, I think the category here is intensity it's not so much anger it's intensity intensity is a feature in human life do you think with it, because it's this intensity it's like the only way that they can actually um keep their attention on something that's right it's, yeah. it's, it's because it's presented to them in an intense way yeah. and if it wasn't they just kind of they, they, they couldn't yeah. they couldn't they couldn't focus properly well we, we, we like intensity in its own right and I, I suppose I suppose the, the model there the model there which brings us back to Freud strangely is sex you know mm. you know pe- people in general like sex the people that claim they don't like sex and therefore refrain from it actually generally do do like sex but for various like weird uh, takes on on what sex actually is, um, feel like they've got to pretend that they don't. You know? Or if they've been traumatized. Or if they've sexual been. Abuse, they could have been traumatized yeah. by sexual abuse. And, yeah. I mean, there are there are and there are genuinely asexual people. I'm sure of it. Yeah, there are. There, yeah. there, there are. I'm sure. Yeah, you know. And uh, fine. Check. You know, we're we're a very varied bunch of humans, and that's that's part of our beauty. You know. But generally, as a big thing there, is this pretty compelling biological thing which culminates in, in well, the intensity of orgasm, which then, uh, is, if indulged in, is, is going to eventually result in the intensity of childbirth and the intensity of being a parent, you know, and all the rest of that stuff, mm. you know, and then all the vicarious intensity as that child grows up through all the various dramas, in, you know. Is it, we, we, we love it. Why, why, do, why do we go to the theatre, you know, or why do we watch Netflix or whatever it is? I mean, Aristotle, as far back as that, was, a, was uh, engaged in this, you know. And he said, well, we want the emotional intensity. We want it in a kind of safe space, you know. And, and uh, he, he said, came with the idea that you go to the theatre because the Greeks love their plays, you know, and their plays are fucking horrible. The, the tragedies are really tragedies. I mean, the guy who shags his mother and then when he finds out, tears his eyes out, kills his father, shags his mother, rips his eyes out, you know. The, and, and, and Aristotle says, well, we go, we go to that. So we can kind of experience those horrible, those feelings, the horror, the delight, the hate, the love, 
the passion, the terror, you know, the cliffhangers and all the rest of it. All this stuff that we love, but in a controlled situation and we cathartied out those those fearful emotions. But we get to go home afterwards but and we just get go to, to bed. <laughs> we get to go home, have a cup of cocoa and go to bed. Yeah. yeah. And so, so intensity is a feature of human life, I would say. And I think it relates to the Dionysus, I always keep saying, the Dionysus will out, you know, because that is perhaps the ultimate intensity for, for people and has given rise to a whole load of cultural forms, you know, including vast aspects of religion and art, you know. Um, so... There's a clue there as to, as, to, as to why we can be, be manipulated through intensity. But the intensity that you get is the one that suits your type, <laughs> you know, yeah. as, 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 as designated by these new, these new sort of semi-behaviourist scientists like Professor Cogan and so on, you know, and which give rise to the, the Cambridge Analytica phenomenon. So, but all this is understood by the people who are dishing it out. You know, it's not, it's not like... A, a, Tucker Carlson and, and Alex Jones and, uh, I don't know... Probably uh, some of the folks G- from GB News and these G- days. GB G- News. It's yeah. all calculated. Yeah. It's all done according to, to a, a, a quasi-scientific methodology. It's not... It's not it's, none, of these, none of these people are organic productions, just simply of the creative process of human beings bumbling around and then hitting upon something. It's it, it's it's all far more finely calculated than that, you know. And you realise the extent that this this new behavioural science, uh, which is as I said, replaced the more psychoanalytical based advertising industry, where it's where it's taking us, you know. And, and of course, li- living in an age of, of like rapid information dissemination, that's several several factors. Um, more intense, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, greater in magnitude than, than what was going down 20 years ago or 40 years ago. And I've, my life, uh, I've kind of spun that period, you know, because, I mean, fr- fr- from, you know, coming into a household with no telly, where it was unusual for any working class people to have a telly, right, to the internet and AI, yeah. you know, and the dawn, the, the dawn of the AI and God knows where that's going, you know, which is another topic which I am acquainting myself with. Uh, well, I've always been into interested in it, but um, I'm going to... Um, going to be a bit more rigorous about looking into that and there will be some podcasts on that subject, no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, to summarise what is a ramble there, I was thinking, well, it's... The, 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 the rage baiters um, uh, know what they're doing, according to a, a sort of... A, a fairly effective, predictive, predictively um, powerful over large, large masses, over large sample size, over large populations... And what it plugs into is somewhat primordial about human beings, which is which is our need for in- intensity, you know. But that intensity can be a, could be any intense emotion, you know. And and I would say that the knowledge that your own emotions are being used against you. Who can really uh, fix that in your mind is actually extremely powerful and is uh, gives you the 
immunity that you need when being exposed to different kinds yeah. of information pre- yeah. presented in an emotional way. And again, it's not just rage, it's like it's all, all sorts of other yeah. uh, emotions or mixed mix of yeah. emotions that the people who are giving you the uh, yeah. information, they're like they're, they are performing like, yeah. like an actor would and they're bringing the, the uh, emotion to their subject matter. So if you know that, coming back to your comportment to the, to the information that you receive, mm-hmm. if you can, just keep that foremost in your mind and step back from what they're actually saying and listen to, to what they're saying without the emotional persuasion. That would at least give you um, a more clear-eyed look at what the information is that they're Absol- giving you. Absolutely. That strip yeah. the emotion away from this and what's left. Is it is it still persuasive? I'd be interesting to see if it if it still was yeah. for people. I guess it still would be for some people, but uh, well, generally, generally, yeah. it's factually void. You know, yeah, it's either it's either, it's either just makes no appeal to any facts, or yeah. it, or it or it invents some alternative facts. <laughs> yeah, they've even invented the, their own category. You know, of the things that they can say. You know, because it's the persuasion. It's it's the nudging you in a certain direction. And it's generally in a negative direction. In, yeah, in, in a way which is going to make you sort of act against your own self-interest. Yeah. But I say that, that, that well, ne- negative in the yeah. sense... Yeah, I don't mean negative in the sense of like, anger is a bad emotion, you know, because it yeah, isn't no, necessarily not, no. a bad emotion. No. Uh, I, I mean negative in the sense of... Making you vote for the Tories. <laughs> well, what it'll do is it's more likely, in terms of electoral politics, is it, to, to target the neurotic people, the end of ocean, in the category, mm. not to vote, to stay at home. It's negative like that. That can, get you, that can get you to not do something a lot easier than it can get you to do something that requires a bit of effort. Mm. That can put some inertia in certain people, people identified as as being prone to this negative prompting. And those are the people that they target in elections. And they'll, what they do is they will study the map of the country and they'll only, they'll only do it... They won't waste any money doing this because they have to pay for the for for this, you know. They have to pay to get your attention, right? So what they do, what they do is they target the, the places where if we could get five hundred people to just not to vote Labour, that the Tories will win 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 that seat, and and they figure out that the the these the the end neurotic end of the ocean system Labour voters will stay at home. With just a little nudge, and that's how, how they work it. So that is how they can get a statistical result. You yourself, and many, many, many people might see see very, very clearly through through the propaganda, the propaganda that's coming out. But nevertheless, be nudged just not to make that little bit of effort to go out and vote. And that's how it, that's how all this works. It works with all, like these little marginal dispositions in the places where that would be effective. You don't waste your time persuading people not to vote. Where it's going to make no difference because it's costly. So there's a targeting through again the data. This is why data is so so valuable, monetarily valuable and valuable anyway. They use this data to to see where their efforts will be best spent to get these little marginal nudges, which which is how it, how it works. It's not like they they can kind of turn a nation into a nation of midwitch cuckoos or, or complete zombies. They can't. They can't. In fact, you can have countries that are full of individualistic people that are very diverse in the opinion that's carried, that has a lively culture of debate, and yet still they can manipulate that population. 
by targeting the few that they need to in the places where that's going to work. It's not about turning everybody into a zombie, they don't need to. Even though they've done it so well in America that they have turned like... <laughs> no offence to our American friends. Well, many millions of people, many yeah. millions of people. Yeah. There are many, many sensible Americans. I've met some, you know, <laughs> great people, great country, <laughs> all the rest of it. I'm not anti-American, I'm not anti-any, I'm not anti-Russian either for that matter. Russians that I've met are delightful people. Maybe I've just been lucky, you know, and I'm sure there's some arseholes. I'm sure there's arseholes cooking liberally sprinkled throughout throughout the entire world. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Arseholes are everywhere. <laughs> so what's what's going on going on there? You know, you need to understand how, how all, all that all that works. You know, um, I mean, there's a target audience for GB News, and it's it, it, it's disgruntled northern blue collar workers who got who got kind of thrown out. Uh, with the deindustrialisation, you know, and uh, uh, have kind of sunk down into some kind of despair and, and, and well, and, and, a, and a justifiable rage in many many senses, you know. So that's that, that's what I think it, it, it's about. It appeals to intensity and need for it. That that is that is the part of, of humanity that you can say is hardwired. You know, I, I don't think much is hardwired about humans. To be honest, I think we are. We, you know, any kind of anthropological historical study shows you it can be all sorts of things. But that that is, we 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 seek we seek we seek and need intensity in that very broad sense. I mean, the guy who spoke about this most eloquently was Jean Francois Lyotard, the the uh, <laughs> the guy who coined the term postmodern, I believe. And he's a very, very impenetrable writer. I'm not recommending you try and read him because it'll give you a fucking embolism. But if you're a nutter like me, you, you, you will dig into that stuff. Here's interesting stuff to say about this whole notion of intensity, which I relate to, to, the, to the Dionysian, which is adjacent to it or is a subset of it or is, in fact, or is the greater set, perhaps, the Dionysian. So it's all very interesting, but it's... Yeah, there's a whole industry manipulating <laughs> for reasons of accumulating uh, wealth, and power. wealth and power into yeah. fewer and fewer hands. It's serving that that that, yeah. that big that big movement in in the world at the moment. So yeah, but Anna's right. You know, if you realise what's happening, uh, you can check the quality of the utterances on in their own their own terms. You know. But I would I would add a caveat there. I would say beware of the presentation. Uh, I, I, I say like Radio Ford of, of of a kind of a reasonableness, a common sense, middle class, lower middle class, perhaps. You know, we're not too we're not too snobby, right? Um, Even handed, balanced. This all this old this BBC well, thing about balance, yeah. yeah. Presenters, you know, yeah. uh, 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 and that. Is as much a manipulation as the as the straightforward rage. At least with the rage, it's so crude. You know what you're getting, and and, and it's unashamed about it, it. It's tacky character. Whereas these other Charlies, these bland, um, even-handed, reasonable, middle-class, commonsensical types, are, pu- are, are pulling a flanker and, and are really going to much greater lengths to disguise the fact that they're pulling a flanker. Mm. It's it's as it, it, it's insidious because it looks reasonable. Mm. Tucker Carlson, uh, uh, Alex Jones don't look reasonable, 
but that is their point, you know, because for some people that is the, that is what they need, you know, in, in terms of being nudgeable. Yeah. So watch out for that. This is the caveat I would give. Watch out for that. It, it, it's perfectly ca- capable of disguising itself under reasonableness. And that's why I, I, centrism, I think, is more insidious than out-and-out fucking fascism because you can see what that is. So it's like I think I hate Keir Starmer more than I hate fucking Rishi Sunak. With Rishi Sunak, what you see is what you get. A rich little bank manager, you know, who, who, who married well with not, not too much by way of brains, but who's been completely addled by the public school system. And com- works completely in service of the of the 1%. Yeah, oh, completely in service. Where Starmer makes this pretense not to be. In the service of the one percent, but he is. I mean, I've just been looking at the document that Labour have put out, inviting uh, industry leaders to pay five thousand pounds to become member of an exclusive club that gives them access to the future Labour government and influence. Oh God! And they pay for the privilege. I mean, it's a pure. It's a pure this is this. It, 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 this is the Labour Party is a pure capitalist party, but it pretends otherwise. And I, I hate them more than the Tories because of the pretense. That's the thing I can't be doing with. The Tories are so bad at pretending when they're pretending. You just go, oh, we, we just, you know, we just know that you cunts, and that's it. <laughs> yeah. So watch out for that as well. I would say it's an emotional manipulation that pretends. Not to be an emotional manipulation. Because it makes you feel comfortable, doesn't it? Comfortable yeah. and safe and you're in yeah. good hands, yeah. good steady hands. Yeah. And, and that that, yeah. that makes you feel like you can yeah. trust them. I'm sure that there's a category of people uh, d- developed by these behaviourists, which, which they would call like, make this lot com- feel com- comfy mm. and in, in, in the safe hands of reasonable people. Yeah. Make this lot hang- angry. Trigger their anger and their rage and, and channel it towards... Well, at least not rising up and destroying the fucking, you know, going go like the French do and setting fire to the bank, you know. Or the, <laughs> I think yeah. they set fire. They set fire to. The, they, they invaded the stock market. The French strikers, you know, the French wow. stock market. So, so this, 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 uh, the, the angry trigger. The triggering of the anger is, is to divert that anger from a movement whereby those people would stand up and go and torch Buckingham Palace, House of Commons, sent Bank of England. And then just rampage down down through London, burn that burn it to the ground. Make the anger, uh, make them make them feel like they want to kill a migrant, you know. Yeah. Mm. Or even a rude, nasty Polish person, you know, who took their job or whatever. This bollocks that they are kind of this, this is, you know. Um, give 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 the rageful a, co- a community and then supply them with a. Um, Somebody to a, hate. A, ta- a target for yeah. the ra- a, the yeah. rage, and and and, uh, and claim that the one percent are on their side, so that they don't actually, if they were to say clearly, you know, if their rage just actualised in burning the world to the ground. And uh, I mean, it's a very, very dangerous game, and I think uh, that there is a lot of rage in the in this country and in in the West and. Throughout the world, in fact, you know, but you know, this kind of eco- economic situation is producing immense amounts of dangerous rage that mm. the shock jocks are not going to be able to to direct. More and more people are beginning to see through. Anyway, it's a very, very dangerous game that they're playing. Mm. 
And I would think another way to uh, give yourself some protection from emotional manipulation would be to make sure that you're going to try and get the information about whatever it is that you're wanting to find out about from a number of different sources. So it's presented to you in different ways. And I certainly find this helpful. And unfortunately, it is a bit of a time commitment. And I know a lot of people, they just, just don't have time to do that, which is why the emotional manipulators just get away with it oh, yeah. uh, so easily. Because people have time to sort of just turn on Radio 4 in the morning, but maybe no time to go and check out other uh, news sources to see what they're saying about this particular subject. And it could be that... You might hear exactly the same information, but it presented to you in one way that uh, you hate it and the other way that you love it, mm. you know, depending on the emotional manipulation that um, that particular news outlet wants to get you, mm. you know, to use to get you to believe whatever they're being paid to get you to believe. But, um, so if you can, trying to step a step back from when you start feeling the emotion that the presenter is trying to make you feel just to go hold on a minute <laughs> even if that's like all that fuzzy and nice but also to try and get your information from a number of different places so that you can mm. try and get a, like a bit of a balanced overview in this very emo- uh, uh, information heavy world that we're living in at the moment So I hope you enjoyed being here in our living room with us and hearing us ramble around the houses of this very interesting and very important topic. I hope you all have a good day and we'll speak to you again soon. Make knowledge great again. Have a good apocalypse. <laughs>